0: You know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. <laughs> Pierce. Very easy. Tatum drives down and throws it down. This is my end. Say something. I'm going What's up? What's up? What's up? How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Welcome to episode 93 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Are you miserable as I am? You should be. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. Folks, I'm going to try and make this as quick as possible because thinking about that basketball game last night hurts. Hurts my mind, hurts my body, hurts my soul. So we'll talk about this game as quick as possible, and we'll move on to Saturday night at 8.30 for Game 3. Hopefully Gordon Hayward will return. Hot and heavy rumors are that he's planning on returning for that game. We don't know. Maybe more news tomorrow, or today, or right now. Who knows? But Celtics lose 106-101, to 101, and they are now down two games to zero in the best of seven Eastern Conference Final Series against the Miami Heat. So let's just break this down as best as we can and try and stay mentally sane and hopefully not flip out during it and upset people. So I thought right off the bat, Daniel Tice did a fine job on Bam out of bio. I mean, sure, Bam out of bio scored 15 points in the third quarter and dropped 21 overall. But I thought in the first half, he the fact that he only dropped 4 a lot of shots were contested. I thought Daniel Tice did a very nice job, and Enes and Cantor did too, which I was surprised to see, and we'll talk about that in a second. I, I I was impressed with Daniel Tice on Bam Adebayo. So, you know, I didn't think he did a great job in Game 1, but I thought he did a much better job in Game 2. I really and truly did. Even though um, Daniel Tice was a plus 12 or a plus 13 in Game 1, he was a minus 15 in Game 2. So that's a 28-point swing for those of you at home listening that can't do math. So that was pretty terrible. I'm just really not in the mood to do this podcast, like at all. That sucked. That absolutely sucked. You know what also sucked? Duncan Robinson hitting four three-pointers or five three-pointers in the first quarter. Like, it it was obviously going to happen. I just didn't think it was going to happen that quickly. Jesus. Absolutely insane. I mean, it didn't help that the Celtics had four Terrible turnovers in the first five minutes of the game. That didn't help at all. I will say Kemba got blitzed and trapped a lot early, which w- it was nice to see him react to that differently than he has in the last three or four games. So, you know, I guess if you're keeping tabs on the positivity, then there's one for you. But <sighs> Ennis Cantor played fine, but to see him that early was a surprise. And to see Romeo Langford out there... <laughs> romeo (laughs) langford the seventh like the seventh guy on the team in this game romeo langford second one off the bench romeo langford unbelievable this dude got hurt in the first 81 seconds of the game 81 seconds i know he hasn't played in a really long time because as a 14th pick in the NBA draft, as a lottery pick, you should be sitting on the bench a lot. Because that makes a whole lot of sense. Brandon Clark made first team All-NBA. That is ridiculous. Do you, I'm going to play music for as long as Romeo Langford played last night. And let you know how quickly he got hurt. And let me just say, I don't want to see anyone get hurt. I want Romeo Langford to prove me wrong. I want him to excel. I want him to go to the moon. But guess what he can't he never will he can't do it so here is how long Romeo Lankford played for last night seconds so at the media timeout in the first quarter the six minute mark the heat were five of six from three and all of six from the field which is good because you're saying okay they're defending everything well it's just duncan robinson's meeting making some ridiculous shots so you're, you're feeling okay but then right after that timeout kelly Olynyk, at the top of the key put his head down and dribbled to the basket and drove by daniel tice which made me want to projectile vomit over everything that was in front of me everything Unbelievable. I mean, the refs did let them play, which was nice to see because the Heat definitely should have got some calls that they didn't. So gibbity doo da zippity. Again, another positivity for those another positivity check for those of you that are, you know, keeping track at home. I think we're up to two now. The Heat got a little bit of a lead, and thankfully Marcus Smart hit some three pointers. Jason Tatum was attacking the rim, which you love to see. You love to see Jason Tatum attacking the rim, getting easy baskets thanks to good ball movement. But the Celtics had six turnovers after one and somehow had the lead and somehow shot better from three than the Heat did. The Heat took 90 shots last night. 43 of them were threes. They missed 29 of them. They literally made five three-pointers in the first six minutes of the game, and then they made 14 total for the game. So they only made nine more over the next 42 minutes of basketball, which is like one every five minutes. And you still lost. Is still lost. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. If you guys notice my voice, this is me like slowly boiling to where I'm going to lose my motherfucking mind. But we're going to try not to because it's a it's a family podcast, maybe minus that F-bomb that I just dropped. But so the Celtics start the second quarter by getting a 10-point lead. Watermaker, again, terrific. Ennis Cantor, wow. Good, like, holy crap. Good for you, bud. You know, you play 11 minutes, you get 6 rebounds and 9 points. That's great. And also, Cantor had a nice tan. He had a great tan, didn't he? Like poolside tan. So because of that, let's play Cantor Banter. He's a man who wants to get a double-double, but when it comes to the... Nope, I'm just kidding. We're not going to play Cantor Banter. They lost. Why are we celebrating anything? Yeah, sure. Congrats on the nice tan. I have the best farmer's tan this side of the Mississippi, but no one's celebrating that for me. So if you took away... If the Celtics took away Tyler Hero and the Heat in that second, for the first like four minutes of the second quarter, they literally had zero offense because it was just Tyler Hero. Because Tyler Hero is a machine because he has a motor that's kind of like Marcus Smart, and it's just this time it actually works. I mean, the Celtics were forcing the Heat to take some very tough shots. They were very aggressive on defense, and their rotations were ridiculous. The Celtics recovered very well. It's kind of like how the Heat looked in the entire second half in Game 2 and the entire second half in Game 1, which is why the Celtics lost. I mean, Wanamaker had some solid defense on Dragic. Uh, you know, Dragic really didn't get going until the second half. So, again, you're, you're the lead is now up to, like, 17 points, and you're feeling good. You're feeling delicious, you know? You're like, holy crap, 17-point lead. There's two minutes to go in the second half. I mean, in the second quarter, just finish strong. And they didn't score for the last two minutes and 31 seconds of the second quarter. And Jalen Jaylen Brown's body language was not great. I mean, Jay, Jason Tatum at times, maybe this is too hot of a take because I'm angry, but like, I feel like Jason Tatum is too obsessed with being a superstar versus doing the right thing because he had some tunnel vision last night. He had some bad, 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 bad decision making where Jalen Brown was open a lot, like a lot like and Jalen Brown, like I understand why he was upset because there might have been four or five plays where he was jumping around, waving his arms and people didn't even look his way. But at the same time, come on, Jalen, let's you're, you're the smart guy. You're the smartest guy in the league. Let's have some positivity. Let's realize, hey, my shots are going to come. Sure, he only took 14 shots. He's used to shooting 30 at this point, the way that the playoffs and the bubble are going. And he shot 8 of 14 overall. So it's a good number. So sure, maybe Jalen should have gotten the ball more. But to have that type of body language going in to the second half where you guys usually suck isn't great. But Kemba was great. And for whatever reason, the heat just wouldn't go away. The They just wouldn't go away. So now you're up, what, 12? I think they're up 12 going into the half, I think, or 13. It was 12 or 13. It was something like that. So you're like, okay, you you allow them to score 28 in the first. You allow them to score 19 in the second. So you know a big third quarter's coming, right? You know. And then the Heat came out very aggressive on offense, especially in their pick and roll. Bam Adebayo had 15 points in the third quarter, and like I said, he only had four in the first half. Whether it was Tice, whether it was Cantor, we didn't see Time Lord, but the Heat used and abused the Celtics' big men in their pick and roll. Bam Adebayo is so much more athletic than Tice. He's so much more physical than Tice. He's, his footwork is light years better than Cantor because Cantor's feet are literally made out of cinder blocks at this point. He can't. Like, after a made basket and you see like Ennis Cantor pass it in and he like starts running up the court, I swear to God, he's running at full speed. Like, I I don't know, but the Heat once again they attacked the rim, and if that didn't work, they kicked it out just like they did in Game One. Just like I said, the Celtics should stop, and things were things got going again for the Heat. Their driving kick game is ridiculous, and the Celtics' offense got stagnant. No mall, no ball movement at all, and and it, and it didn't help that Kemba got elbowed in the face by Marcus Smart. And I thought, oh, great, now that whole game's going. But you knew it was going to go the Celtics' way when. They put, The Celtics played unreal defense, dove on the ball right at the shot clock, like right as the shot clock were ending, bam out of bio, hit Tice in the face, jump ball, called, they tip it out, Jay Crowder hits a three, and it was an and one. At that moment, I literally said to myself, we're losing. You just knew it was going to happen. You you knew, because Tice took it to the hoop, they missed a call, he got fouled, he went back down the court, they're now down four. And during this entire time, folks, we all know that I'm Team Brad Stevens. But where the hell was the timeout? What well, What a fucking joke. Like, where was... Like, Brad is... Fine, I'll say it. Roy Williams from North Carolina, for you UNC fans out there, sucks at calling timeouts. I know that because he's probably should have called a thousand timeouts from all the times Duke has beaten UNC over the last few years. And Brad did it. Brad did it. Brad didn't call a timeout. I think a lot of... The blame in this game is probably towards the players, but that doesn't mean Brad Stevens is off the hook at all. Brad Stevens has to figure something out. He should have called a timeout. I mean, Kelly Olynyk hitting a ridiculous bang shot three-pointer and then Tatum picking up his fourth foul when Kelly Olynyk supposedly stepped in for a charge even though his right foot was in the air and he, he wasn't planted He sh- and he should have went to the line. That's not Brad Stevens' fault at all. But the Celtics got outscored 37-17 to in that third quarter. Like, how do you lose a quarter by 20 points? Like, the Celtics took, I think, 42 or 43 shots in the first half. They took 11, 11 or 12. Maybe it was 12. But they took only 11 or 12 shots in a quarter. There's 12 minutes in a quarter. That means they're taking one shot a minute. No. No, no, no. So that's on Brad. I, I really and truly believe that. But, to for the Celtics to go down eight into the fourth quarter, and you say, okay, they're down eight. Jimmy Butler's going to the bench. Bam, out of bio isn't in, and somehow the Heat extended their lead with with Drogic, Derek Jones Jr., Tyler Hero, Jay Crowder, and Kelly Olynyk. That's terrible. Like that is terrible. Bullshit. That's awful. That's on the players. That's on the players. Like, come on. Thankful, thankfully, both teams played some ugly basketball. Thankfully. they Thank God, because it kept the Celtics in it. I mean, Jalen Brown hit back-to-back threes, which was great. Got the offense, and then he got that huge offensive rebound to tie it up because it was nice to see some effort from this team because there was zero effort at all. Zero. The Heat made their offense look easy and the Celtics had to work for everything because they became stagnant and there was no ball movement. Only 19 assists for the Celtics last night. 19. They had 24. And you they literally had 24 in game 1 and you say there needs to be more more ball movement. So in classic Celtics fashion, you know what they do? Any guesses? Anyone? Less ball movement. Less ball movement. This team is so soft and so mentally weak when they have a lead. Now, is that the players? Is that the coaching? I don't know. But you could hear Brad like tell them to keep running and running and running every single time they got the ball because Brad knew that his players couldn't handle his own defense. So if the players aren't listening to Brad telling them to run so that he can't set up their zone so you can actually get some easy buckets, I think that's on the players. But at the same time, Brad needs to call a timeout if it's not going well, the Boston Celtics are not supposed to get outworked ever. And they have the last two games. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely, positively unbelievable. And what also was unbelievable, with about, what, three minutes to go, they're only down a couple points, and Marcus Smart takes a contested fadeaway jumper with a couple defenders around him? No. 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 Because that zone defense... I don't know what it is about this team. It's not the first time they've seen it. And it's not going to be the last time that they've seen it. They saw it the entire Raptor series. They have seen it for most of this Heat series. And they can't figure it out. I don't get it. Is it Brad? Is it the players? Like, like, seriously, what's up? What is going on? Okay? I can literally... I can't figure it out for the life of me. Like... They're so, they move the ball so slow against the zone. And listen, I'm no expert. All I am is just your favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder that enjoys the game of basketball. I've played a lot of basketball in my life. I wasn't that great. I'll admit that, okay? But I know what the Celtics are doing uh, against that 2-3 zone is terrible. But with that being said, I do have to give the tip of the hat. to the Miami heat because their defensive rotations and the way that they recover is absurd. It's ridiculous. It is unbelievable. So I have to give them the tip, you know, so it's just not all on the Celtics. It's, it shows how good this heat team is, but you get the way that they're playing against that two, three zone. It would make a rec league coach, a varsity basketball coach, a college coach, a professional coach, my grandmother, your grandmother, your kids, your kids' kids, upset and angry. The Celtics were in the bonus with eight minutes to play in the game. They were in the bonus. Now, for those of you that don't know what that means, that means every single time they get fouled, they're allowed to go to the free throw line. That means in the first five minutes, or the first four or five minutes of this fourth quarter, the Heat committed five fouls. The Celtics got to the free throw line twice after that. Twice. They got to the free throw line twice. And they only made one of them. Let that sink in. Eight minutes to go. Eight minutes to go, and you get to the free throw line twice. Or once, actually, to take two free throws and you missed one of them. That one hurt. I mean, you know, Drogic getting to the rim with ease against Grant Williams on his with, with his left hand. Joke. Don't let Gordon Drogic go to his left. He did. He hit that absolutely insane three-pointer over Tice, Like, unreal. Like, he lost his dribble, and he just chucked it up, and it went in. This And that offensive rebound the Celtics allowed at 25 seconds left. No heart. No heart. There were four dudes just standing around going, wow, a basketball going off the rim. Cool. And they lose. The Boston Celtics are 4 and 10 in the Eastern Conference Finals under Brad Stevens. They're 2 and 5 in their last seven playoff games, and they're one and five in their last six Eastern Conference Finals games. It's terrible. Is it the coaching? Is it the players? I don't know. I, I I think it's I think it's 70% the players and 30% Brad Stevens. If you want to go 60 40, fine. But I don't think it's all Brad Stevens. Like, there's only so much you can tell your players to do and have them not do it. Like, that Kemba turnover where he passed it, and Jimmy Butler, like, hustled down the floor and threw the ball behind his back, and they got an easy layup off of that. To me, that's not bad coaching, to be honest with you. I mean, 20 turnovers? That's on the players. That's not on the coaching. The Heat's scoring 26 points off of Celtics' turnovers? Is that bad coaching? I mean, I guess. But at the same time, like, if that like that inbound play, for example— I think Wanamaker tried to pass it into Kembler, or maybe it was the other way around. Well, they literally just bounced it and the Heat just ran after it, got it, and scored. That's not on Brad. I know it sounds like I'm defending Brad, but I mean, Brad was also terrible in this game. He should have called plenty of timeouts. He should have changed something. You know, he tried to change something with Ennis Cantor coming in. It worked for a bit and then it just went away. We didn't see Cantor that much. I mean, I get it. I understand why, but, like, I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, Brad Stevens is getting outcoached in this series. Eric Spolster is doing a great job. I thought Brad did a fine job against Nick Nurse, but not against Eric Spolster and Danny Craig. Nope, not this time. But if you guys want more positivity, because we should be speaking positively about the Boston Celtics, the last time the Boston Celtics were down 2-0 in the playoffs, it was against the Jimmy Butler's Bulls team in 2016. So... (laughs) Maybe that can make you feel good. So they have been in the spot before against Jimmy Butler. <laughs> but I don't feel good about it right now. I hope it happens. I'm, I'm confident that the Celtics can turn this around. But I am not super confident about it at all. Like at all. So my five things from uh, the series that, that I was looking for. Uh, Tatum versus Butler and Iggy. I mean, Tatum only taking 12 shots in a basketball game still scoring 21 points, not bad. Jason Tatum's rebounding sucked. And he had five turnovers. Five. Five. Unbelievable. Five turnovers, five rebounds. Gross. I don't. I think Tatum can score at will in this series, but no iso ball. I mean, Jason Tatum did not hit a three-pointer in this game. He has to stop having tunnel vision. But at the same time, he has to realize that he needs to take over basketball games and hitting zero three-pointers and only taking 12 shots isn't going to cut it. And the other thing I was looking for was who's going to be the Celtics' closers. But at this point, if they keep blowing games, they won't need it. They won't need anyone if they keep blowing it. Seriously. Right? <laughs> they What did they lose the second half by? I think it was like 59-41 to 41 they lost in the second half. I don't get it. It's a curse of a third quarter. So then you talk about Daniel Tice versus Bam Adebayo. Like I said, the first 24 minutes of that basketball game, you had zero complaints about Daniel Tice against Bam Adebayo. I mean, they literally held him to four points. And then he just went off in the third quarter. Because for whatever reason, the Celtics hate the third quarter. Like, I needed like a 30-30 documentary on what the Celtics do at halftime. I really do. <laughs> this sucks. This really sucks. Oh, yeah, we still have to talk about my previous one of the five things I was looking for in the series. Celtics ball movement, 19 assists, 20 turnovers. How do you have, 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 how do you have more turnovers than assists? How do you do that? How do you do that? How is that possible? And then finally, his points off turnovers, Celtics had 10. Celtics had 10. The Heat had 26. But here's the thing. You ready? You ready for this? The Celtics went 6 of 8 on the fast break in the first half, which is really good, right? They took zero shots in the fast break in the second half. Zero. Goose egg. The amount of times they've won in the series. Zero. And then you have Dragic versus Kemba. I would say it was pretty even. I really did. But Kemba had a lot of turnovers. And Drogic made shots when it mattered. So advantage Drogic for the second game in a row. Kemba did play a lot better, guys. He really did. I mean, maybe forcing up a couple shots. He literally was second on the team in rebounding, which is an absolute joke. He also had five turnovers. So, I don't know. I mean, Drogic, man, he's just so good. He's so good. He just gets to his spots, and he's just so good. All right, so game three preview. (laughs) I don't know. Again, I don't know. I mean, will the Marcus Smart locker room incident help or hurt this team? To me, because they're so mentally soft, I think it's going to hurt the team. Will Gordon Hayward coming back help this team? I don't know, because is Gordon Hayward going to be able to fight through screens and recover quick enough against their three-point shooting or be able to run back enough? He's going to be on a minute restriction. So how much will Gordon Hayward help? I think ball movement-wise in a 2-3 zone, I think he's going to help a lot. But outside of that, I don't know. I don't know if he can run around and cover Tyler Hero or Gordon Drogic or Duncan Robinson. I mean, Duncan Robinson was 6 of 12 from 3 in this game. He took 12 shots, all of them for 3. That's it. He didn't take any other shots. So can Gordon Hayward run around and keep up with him? I don't know. So, will that post-game yelling for Marcus Smart and things being thrown in the locker room help this basketball team because they have to stop being soft. They have to. So really, for me, it's just if you can beat the zone, you win the game. It's every single time they play a zone, they just beat you. I mean, Brad has to do a better job. The players have to play basketball and stop overthinking. And the Celtics have to just move and run and go. Everyone has seen a zone in their life. Everyone. Everyone. Even if, even if you played one season of rec basketball because your mother or father forced you to get out of your house, you've seen a zone before. The Heat are better at playing a zone than the Raptors. But you've, it's, it's something you I, – I know I keep going back to it, but it's like you've seen it before. Just play the game. Even if, even if the players don't like Brad Stevens, just play the game of basketball and beat the 2-3 zone. Ball movement, screens at the top, someone at the free throw line backdoor cuts behind the zone there's so many different ways to beat it so many so just beat their zone just beat their zone and this can be two games to one and then you get a few days off and then game four is on wednesday (sighs) all right that's it for episode 93 of the manor branch podcast thanks so much for listening i really appreciate it sorry for dealing with me i'm i'm just a I'm I'm a wrecking ball, as Miley Cyrus likes to say. <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much for listening. Uh episode ninety four will be out Sunday morning, uh, after game three, and hopefully it's two games to one at that point. So thanks for listening. Um you know, you can find me on Twitter Twitter Machine at BannerBanter eighteen or on Facebook and Instagram at Bannerbanter Podcast. If you don't like Spotify or iTunes or Google Play Music. The podcast was just added to Amazon Podcasts, so check that out if you're shopping and wasting money that you don't have because you're furloughed and your industry's never coming back. Oh boy, I'm, I almost went down a dark hole there. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon. toodles and noodles, X's and O's, Black Lives Matter. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Talk soon. Bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. History. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.